Today, on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. It's our annual Halloween special. On the program today, we are highlighting horror score re-recordings, including selections from The Nightmare Before Christmas, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, House of Frankenstein, Ed Wood, World War Z, and many more. So grab a bowl of candy, lock your doors, light up your pumpkins, sit back in your favorite chair, and turn up the volume as the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast begins now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode of the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Woods, and today I'll be presenting my annual Halloween special. I love this time of year. Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to join our Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. There you can sign up for one of the tiers there, the lowest, is just a buck a month. Your money goes towards supporting this show by helping us to pay for server space, domain registration, new equipment when needed, and a whole host of other things that help us out and help us get this show out to you. The Cinematic Sound Patreon family is a thriving community. We have new patrons signing up each week, offering their support, and they're getting some great benefits 
for their donations, including the opportunity to program their own show here on the podcast. Alan Rogers did that recently. You can also participate in all request shows. We have another one coming up in November. Uh, you can listen to old Cinematic Sound Radio FM broadcasts. That's a lot of fun. That's just a small handful of the things you get when you sign up. Again, patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. We also would love to hear from you, so let us know what you think of this show, and I, I really do mean that. All of the hosts here at Cinematic Sound Radio love hearing from our listeners, so if you like what you hear, then drop us a line. It only takes a few minutes, and trust me, when we hear from you, it inspires us to keep on going. You have no idea how many times I've been down in the dumps, and I get a message from one of you. My day immediately becomes brighter, and I can't wait to get to that next show. And that's the honest truth. So if you have anything to say, please send it to cinematicsound at yahoo.com. And while you are at it, you can leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcatcher. It really does help with new listeners as uh, they get to discover the show through your reviews and informs them of what the show is all about. Okay, with all of that out of the way, let's jump into the program. And today's theme is re-recording horror. Now, these re-recording series are some of my favorite to produce, and I get a genuine thrill going through my collection and finding alternate recordings of favorite soundtracks. We produce numerous re-recording programs, including shows dedicated to the re-recorded scores of Ennio Morricone, Jerry Goldsmith, John Williams, James Horner, Elmer Bernstein. We've dedicated re-recording shows to Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Re-recordings are one of my favorite, um, uh, uh, it's not a sub-genre, it's um, one of my favorite aspects or divisions of film music, if that makes any sense. I mean, I love hearing alternate recordings of film music, and I hope you do too, because we have some good ones on the program today. The show opened with a performance of the main theme to the late 80s and mid-90s TV anthology series Tales from the Crypt with theme by Danny Elfman. In that recording, Eric Kunzel conducted the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra from the album Scary Music. Some of Hollywood's best composers actually worked on that series, including Bruce Broughton, Bill Conti, Cliff Eidelman, James Horner, Michael Kamen, David Newman, Alan Silvestri, and, and numerous others. So we'll now jump into the show proper with music from The Nightmare Before Christmas with original music and songs by Danny Elfman. This comes off an album called The Genius of Film Music, Hollywood Blockbusters, 1980 and the 2000s, two-CD release. Now, The Nightmare Before Christmas was a 1993 stop-motion animated dark fantasy holiday film directed by Henry Selleck. It was his feature film directorial debut and was produced and conceived by Tim Burton. It tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles upon Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday. Danny Elfman wrote the songs and score and provided the singing voice of Jack. The film was met with both critical and financial success, earning praise for its animation, particularly the innovation of the stop-motion art form, the characters, songs, and score. The film was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, the first for an animated film, yet for some stupid reason, Danny Elfman didn't get a sniff for any of his brilliant songs 
or his equally brilliant score. It's absolutely disgusting. And in my opinion, is one of the numerous blemishes on the Academy over the years. Now in the suite, which was arranged by Mark McKenzie, you're going to hear instrumental versions of some of the songs, including Sally's song, This is Halloween, and What's This, just to name a few, as well as portions of Danny Elfman's brilliant score sprinkled throughout. This is Dirk Brossi conducting the London Philharmonic Orchestra in a recording of Danny Elfman's The Nightmare Before Christmas Suite.
Music from The Nightmare Before Christmas with original score composed by Danny Elfman. That comes from an album called The Genius of Film Music, Hollywood Blockbusters 1980 to the 2000s. That was Dirk Brassi conducting the London Philharmonic Orchestra and was recorded live at Southback Center's Royal Festival Hall. Fantastic, fantastic album. Highly recommend you check it out if you can. Up next, music from... Bram Stoker's Dracula, with original score by Wojciech Kielar. This film was released in 1992, a gothic horror film directed and produced by Francis Ford Coppola, based on the 1897 novel Dracula by Bram Stoker. It stars Gary Ullman as Count Dracula. He's fantastic. Winona Ryder as Mina Harker. She's great as well. Anthony Hopkins plays a perfect Van Helsing. And, of course, there's... Uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. <laughs> Just a bit more about him in a second. I mean, overall, it's a fabulous film. Special effects are fantastic. The miniature work is great. Cinematography is beautiful. Uh, it might very well be my favorite Dracula film. 
but its biggest misstep was the casting of Keanu Reeves, whose performance and odd accent uh, left a lot to be desired. Definitely wasn't the best choice for this film. With that being said, the film was nominated for four Academy Awards. It won three for Best Costume Design, Sound Editing, and Best Makeup. It was nominated also for Best Art Direction. The classic score was composed by Polish composer Wojciech Kielar. What we're going to play for you right now are two selections from the suite heard on the Marco Polo Naxos album called Bram Stoker's Dracula and other film music by Wojciech Kielar. This is a 23-minute suite from the score, and it's made up of six cues. And the two I've selected for you are the Holtz Like the Hunters, featured in numerous trailers in the 90s as well. We're going to play for you the opening cue from the suite called The Brides. It's a more passionate seductive cue that really focuses on the more gothic nature of the score. Here now is Antoniewit conducting the Polish National Radio Symphony and the Krakow Philharmonic Chorus in a performance of Wojciech Kilar's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Thank you. 
Music from the 1992 film Bram Stoker's Dracula, with original score composed by Wojciech Kielar. That comes off an album from Marco Polo and Naxos Records called Bram Stoker's Dracula and other film music by Wojciech Kielar. Performed by the Polish National Radio Symphony Orchestra with the Krakow Philharmonic Chorus and conducted by Antoni Witt. From Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods.
That was music from Frenzy, the 1972 thriller directed by Alfred Hitchcock. That was the opening theme written by Henry Mancini, which, according to Hitchcock, sounded too much like Bernard Herrmann. In his autobiography, uh, Henry Mancini uh, reported that uh, discussions between himself and Hitchcock seemed clear on the direction of the score, and Mancini thought he understood what Hitchcock wanted, but ultimately, Hitchcock didn't like what Mancini uh, gave him, and so the score was thrown out and was replaced by one written by Ron Goodwin. Anyway, that uh, unreleased main title piece from Frenzy uh, comes from a superb album called Mancini in Surround, mostly Monsters, Murders, and Mysteries, which was recorded in 1990 with the composer conducting his own hand-picked orchestra. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. We're featuring uh, re-recording horror. And we now move on to more music from that album, which featured the main title, the unused main title from Frenzy. And we're going to present for you a selection from a suite called the Monster Movie Music Suite, which contains music from It Came From Outer Space, Tarantula, and opens with music from this black and white 3D monster film, called Creature from the Black Lagoon, released in 1954. While Henry Mancini wrote the bulk of the score, there was a lot of music tracked into the film from earlier Universal Pictures, like Mr. Peabody and the Mermaid, City Beneath the Sea, East of Sumatra, Ride Clear of Diablo, and uh, numerous others. The cue that we're going to play for you is called The Monster Gets Mark, which is the lengthy, action-packed finale cue from the film. This is Henry Mancini conducting the Mancini Pops in a selection of music from his score to Creature from the Black Lagoon.
That was the cue the monster gets Mark from a larger suite called the Monster Movie Music Suite that comes off an album called Mancini in Surround, mostly monsters, murders, and mysteries featuring Henry Mancini conducting his very own orchestra called the Mancini Pops. And the album, recorded in 1990 at CTS Studios in London, was available on RCA Victor. Moving on, we're going to feature more music from old school monster films. This time we go back about 10 years, 1944, and House of Frankenstein, which features original music by Hans J. Salter. This film starred Boris Karloff, Lon Chaney Jr., and John Carradine. The film is directed by Earl C. Kent and tells the story of a deranged scientist who escapes from prison and recruits Dracula. Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman to get revenge on his behalf. The colorful score for this film was written by Viennese composer Hans J. Salter, who spent a good portion of his early career writing operettas and concerts and working on early films at the Berlin-famed UFA studio. In America, he wrote a variety of scores for Universal, mostly low-budget affairs under ridiculous deadlines, but most film music lovers know him as the maker of monster music. Usually judicious with the music he would provide for a film, for House of Frankenstein, Salter would provide 50 minutes of music for the 70-minute film, and he would write this towering score in just two weeks. While the entire score plays extremely well on its own, it's really the opening title in the score's final section that offers up the real highlights of the score with huge pounding statements from the timpani to the shrieking woods and the busy strings. In order to restore these scores for this new recording, the music had to be painstakingly reconstructed by film composers John Morgan and William T. Stromberg from three-line piano reductions unearthed elsewhere, including at Salter's home, due to the fact that the original score and most original scores at Universal were literally thrown in the trash. In the liner notes of this recording, arranger John Morgan had this to say about the score and its reconstruction. I quote, As is the case with much film music for the period, no orchestral scores exist. Fortunately, composer Hans J. Salter had kept a copy of the piano conductor parts, and it was from these three-line sketches that full orchestral scores were reconstructed for this premiere recording of the complete score. Since these piano conductor parts were made primarily for copyright and conducting purposes, there are only an approximation of the full scores. Often prepared in haste, these scores are inundated with wrong notes, inaccurate rhythms, and missing musical lines. Since the audio portion of the music existed only within the mixed soundtrack for the final film, it was quite a challenge to hear the music buried beneath dialogue, explosions, screams, and other unsavory sounds. End quote. I will say this. The work that John Morgan and William T. Stromberg has done throughout their career and continue to do now as nothing short of heroic for the film music community. And I've heard a lot of people absolutely dump on re-recordings. 
where they say that it's the original or nothing. But when you have scores like this, which are lost, not due to time, but because of the ignorance of the studio, here we now have a premiere recording of a score that would have been lost forever if it wasn't for film music re-recordings and people like John Morgan and William T. Stromberg. And now we get to hear these glorious scores written in the 1940s, recorded with brilliant modern-day technology. And these scores just jump off the page and come to life because of Stromberg and Morgan's Herculean efforts. And of course, the performances of the orchestras for these pieces. And in this recording, we have the Moscow Symphony Orchestra performing the score. This is exceptional music. And again, thanks to John Morgan and William T. Stromberg for everything they did to rescue this score. This is music from House of Frankenstein with original music by Hans J. Salter.
That was William T. Stromberg conducting the Moscow Symphony Orchestra in a performance of Hans J. Salter's 1944 score to House of Frankenstein. And that album comes from Marco Polo and Naxos Music. And the liner notes, most of which I read here on the program, come from the pen of Bill Whitaker. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. short finale from Bernard Herrmann's classic score to the day the earth stood still. And that comes from a re-recording with conductor Joel McNeely uh, from uh, Verez Band Records. And the film was released in 1951. And the reason that we play that, it's a perfect prelude into this next album that we're going to play for you, which is called Original Works for Theremin. This is an interesting album, uh, one that I have explored, and it's a it's a fascinating original uh, listen. And what we're going to play for you is music from Howard Shore's Ed Wood. Now, as we know, Ed Wood was directed by Tim Burton. And of course, up to that time, Tim Burton was working with Danny Elfman exclusively. So how in the world did Howard Shore get involved in this? Well, Tim Burton and Danny Elfman at this time, uh, 1994, they were kind of in the middle of a very intense period. Now, Elfman had just finished The Nightmare Before Christmas. That was a two and a half year project. Uh, he was also a few years earlier working on Batman Returns. That was a huge project. Danny Elfman was pretty much burnt out by that point. And so then came this unique situation where things essentially came to a boil and after working together for so long and these two big personalities coming together it really got volatile and well Elfman and Burton went their separate ways and of course they kissed and made up on Mars attacks, but Elfman and Burton like to joke that they almost ended up like Bernard Herrmann and Alfred Hitchcock, one of the greatest collaborations of all time, which ended on a sour note. And, you know, they too also had a great relationship that exploded. They never spoke to each other again. And so Elfman and Burton didn't want that to happen. So the pair eventually met up at a coffee shop in Kansas City where Burton was filming Mars attacks, and the two reconciled their differences, and they've worked on everything uh, since Mars attacks, with the exception of uh, Sweeney Todd, which was uh, uh, a musical, and Danny Elfman didn't work on any adaptations of the songs for that film. So Ed Wood, as I said, released in 1994, was a uh, biographical portrait of 
quote unquote, the worst director of all time and stars Johnny Depp as Ed Wood, along with Sarah Jessica Parker, Bill Murray and Martin Landau, who won an Academy Award for his role as Bella Lugosi. The energetic and lively score was composed by Howard Shore, who was a perfect fit, honestly, for uh, Tim Burton. And it would have been interesting to hear how Shore's music would have fit in other Burton films if Elfman and Burton uh, didn't kiss and make up. So Shore's score combines conga drums, theremin, and the dying swan theme from Swan Lake in kind of a loungy, genre-bending mix. The reference to Swan Lake is due to the fact that the theme was also used in the soundtrack to Lugosi's signature film, Dracula, 1931. So Ed Wood is pretty much best remembered for what I think people considered the worst film of all time, Plan 9 from Outer Space, released in 1958. You know, there's flying saucers in that film that were, uh, in fact, Cadillac hubcaps dangling from strings. It's hilariously cheesy. Uh, no theremin was actually used in the soundtrack, but Howard Shore felt that the director might have used uh, the instrument if it had been available to him within his uh, low, low budget uh, for making these films. So Howard Shore's theremin uh, first appears in the opening credits and is included in this suite, and that's the first cue we're going to play for you. And the final track in uh, this suite, it's the eighth cue, and the suite, of course, made up of eight cues, has a playing time of 17 minutes, and Howard Shore actually wrote newly composed interludes for this piece. And this album has been a wonderful addition to my collection, just a, a fascinating listen. I think you'll enjoy the selections that we have for you right now from this suite. Again, from the album Original Works for Theremin, performed by Linda Kavina, this is Selections from Howard Shore's Ed Wood. Thank you. 
Music from Ed Wood, composed by Howard Shore, and that is from a custom suite arranged by Howard Shore, especially for this album, called Original Works for Theremin, with Theremin performed by Linda Cavina. The album was recorded at Concordia College in New York in July of 2000, conducted by Charles Peltz with the ensemble Sospezo, featuring additional works composed by Mikulis Rocha, Olga Neuwirth, Christian Wolf, and Percy Granger. And the liner notes for the album, provided by Olivia Mattis. Moving on, we're going to present some pretty intense orchestral material from a film called World War Z. Should it be Zed, since we're in Canada? How is it known around the world? Is it World War Z? Or is it World War Z? Anyway, I'm going to call it World War Z, directed by Mark Forster in 2013 with Brad Pitt playing a former United Nations investigator who travels the world gathering clues to find a way to stop a zombie pandemic. This film offered composer Marco Beltrami a chance to experiment with unusual sounds. Beltrami had this to say about the score. Quote, we found that there are these feral pigs called javelina and they have very big jaws then i had a friend of mine who is a hunter and he gave me a lion skull and we had some raccoon skulls and we just played around with that and it became elements that we later used as percussive elements for the score sometimes it's covered up by orchestral percussion and all but sometimes it stands out and i think that adds to the tension end quote very interesting. Uh, what we're going to play for you right now are two cues from an album presented by the Film Fest Ghent called Marco Beltrami, Music for Films. You'll first hear a traditional suite from the score, World War Z. Then you will hear one of the most impressive action pieces from the score called Chasing the Tail, which the Brussels Philharmonic with conductor Dirk Brasse absolutely nails perfectly. It's a virtuosic action piece which has the orchestra bringing their A-game in this recording, performing these falling strings and woodwinds with piercing staccato brass and growling horns. It's a gnarly piece that Beltrami does so well, and this piece is just another example of his utter brilliance as a composer for orchestra. So here now, two pieces from World War Z with Dirk Brasse conducting the Brussels Philharmonic. This is the World War Z suite and the action cue chasing the tail.
Music from World War Z, released in 2013, with original music composed by Marco Beltrami. That comes off an album called Marco Beltrami, Music for Films, presented by Filmfest Ghent, with Dirk Brasi conducting the Brussels Philharmonic Orchestra. The music was arranged by Michael Carlson, with introduction notes by Patrick Dunsleger. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Well, we've sadly come to the end of yet another edition of the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. And as we try to do on every episode of the flagship show, we like to end with an end title piece. And this piece that we're going to play for you was actually selected by my patrons over at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. I gave everyone the option to pick between four end title pieces uh, Drag Me to Hell, Twilight Zone the Movie, Cloverfield and Wolfen, and Christopher Young's Drag Me to Hell won the vote with 46% of the vote. So thanks to everyone at Cinematic Sound Radio's Patreon for participating. So Drag Me to Hell, released in 2009, directed by Sam Raimi and focuses on a loan officer who, because she had to prove to her boss that she can make the hard decisions, chooses not to extend an elderly woman's mortgage in retaliation, the woman places a curse on the loan officer that after three days of escalating torment will plunge her into the depths of hell to burn for eternity. Uh, the film is an absolute delight. It's over the top, uh, features you know, Raimi's own distinct personality and style. All the Raimi-isms are, are in there. Um, no one does horror quite like Sam Raimi. Now, Danny Elfman was still feuding with Sam Raimi at this time after his terrible experience on Spider-Man 2, which essentially ended the relationship between Raimi and Elfman until they kiss and made up in 2013 for the film Oz, The Great and the Powerful. Since Elfman was out of the picture for Drag Me to Hell, another one of Raimi's frequent collaborators, Christopher Young, was brought on board. The score saw Christopher Young reinvent himself within the horror genre. At times, the score is grotesque and unholy, featuring beautiful pieces of sheer chaos the score closes with a horror concerto that likes, I don't think we've ever heard from Christopher Young. It uh, features these brilliant gypsy-like uh, violin themes heard at the beginning of the score. And throughout this piece, the theme really gets a chance to stretch its wings. And the final two minutes of this end title concludes with glorious orchestra and chorus and brings to end one of Christopher Young's best horror scores. So in this recording, Nick Rain conducts the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra from an album called The Definitive Horror Music Collection. So this is the end titles from Drag Me to Hell by Christopher Young. And with that, thank you very much for tuning in, and take care wherever you are in this world. And happy listening.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the show, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter, at Cinematic Sound on Facebook, and from wherever you're listening to us today, please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. Reviews help introduce potential new listeners to the show. While you're at it, head over to TeePublic to find yourself a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.